0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, race fans. Welcome to a new edition of the Road to Indy Insider. My name is Rob Howden. Of course, the voice of the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. This is an interesting one because uh, this particular interview and the guests I have with me today really cross over to everything I do, not just uh, the work I do with the Road to Indy, but also everything I do at eCardingNews.com and in the uh, the American and North American carding industry because this is really an American carding company and its drivers putting together a program to make its way into the Roadie Indy in, in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 program. Of course, I'm talking about Ignite Autosport, the team that was announced uh, last Tuesday at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Chris Blair was there from the racetrack, as with Keith Freeber, the drivers Spike Kolbecker and Evan Stomer, who will join me here momentarily. Uh, the Margie Ignite program, for those of you who don't know, a grassroots karting program, spec chassis using the American-made um, Breaks the Stratton engine as well, and it is taking karting by storm, to be honest, really kind of reviving, pressing the reset button on grassroots karting around the country with a spec program. I've had a chance to race in a bunch of events. Uh, number one of them was at the uh, Battle at the Brickyard at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's a program that's growing and allows really talent to come to the forefront because everybody's on exactly the same equipment, which, again, is kind of the underlying premise of the road to indy as well we all have the spec chassis the spec engines whatever it may be the spec cooper tires all the way up the road to indy so that's really a, a really interesting program in parallel and now it's been connected by this new ignite autosport so this is gonna be a really interesting show i know those of you who maybe join me on my uh, youtube channel i have it playing on the road to indy insider facebook page as well and on the ecardinews.com youtube channel i put up a, a, a message there if you have any questions for anybody involved Feel free to post them there. If I like it, I might bring it in to ask the drivers. But uh, let's let's get things underway. I'll start with bringing the drivers in. We'll go Evan Stommer. We'll go Spike Kohlbecker. And we'll go Keith Freeber from Margay Racing and Ignite Autosport. Uh, around the horn, Evan, we'll start with you. Thanks for joining me. I know you're trackside at Sebring with the Lucas Oil School of Racing. Thanks for joining me. Evan, can you hear me? How about Spike? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank <laughs> you
1: for having me. Not sure this what happened
0: was- Evan. We can't hear you, Evan. Um, I'll put it in a little private chat there for you. Uh, Keith, how about you, man? Thanks for coming on board. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. It's a
2: pleasure to be here.
3: Uh, so there's Evan. Yes. Hey, we got it.
0: Keith.
3: I think, I think Evan's suffering a little turbo lag because he's inside of a trailer now down there at Sebring.
0: And... Well, this is there. Uh, I'll message him when we get talking here right now. He, I think he's probably got a bit of a, a delay, as you said. Evan was outside. Oh, and Sebr- Okay. Can you hear me? Turbo lag. We'll see. There's obviously an issue there. We may have him go back outside. All right. So, uh, Keith, let's start with you. I think that's probably the best. We'll bring the drivers in later. They're going to have a lot of time to talk. The key right now is I I think a lot of people, myself as well, we want to find out how did this start? How did Ignite Autosport get rolling? And eventually we'll talk a lot about the fact that you guys are with Cape Motorsports this year. What's the genesis of this program?
3: It's really interesting. Um, You know, obviously the Ignite, karting program started at Gateway Kartplex um, in 2014 now. It's been crazy. Uh, The the program's really grown. We've sold over a thousand Ignite karts now. That's amazing. Uh, A huge number of Ignite racers out there, and and it's just a great community of racers that have developed around this program. And out of that community came a uh, gentleman who got involved with the program really just middle of uh, last year, 2020. Scott Blend uh, is a native St. Louisan, a very successful business owner here in St. Louis. He's developed and sold several businesses, and he's a racer at heart. And he came out and he got involved in the Ignite program, and some of the younger drivers out there started helping him out. And Scott started traveling with us a little bit, and you know he was really impressed with some of the young drivers and how helpful they were, and what a great community community we had around yeah. the Ignite program. And so we started talking, as as people do at the track late in the afternoon, with a couple of cocktails. And um, he said, "What's next for these young drivers? Where do these young drivers go from here?" You know, I mean, St. Louis is a major league sports town, and we're used to seeing people move up the ranks and compete in, in major league sports. And he says, "What's the next move for these guys?" And I said, "Well, the next move for any young driver is to find a lot of money. I mean, that's just what fuels motorsports. That's it's it. It's a, it's a reality." We all wish it was a different way, but that's the way it works. And and he said, so let me get this straight. He says, so these drivers, in, in a lot of cases, aren't moving up solely based on talent, but how much money they can bring. Said, yeah, that's just the nature of the beast. And and he said, well, that doesn't set well with me. We're going to do something about that. And I said, yeah, yeah, let me get another beer out of your fridge. <laughs> And we'll talk more later. Yeah, And I, I probably underestimated Scott's resolve at that point. Uh, but Scott's very serious. And um, he he does what he says. And he said we're going to do something about it. And we've done something about it. So those conversations took place in early November. And here it is in uh, late February, just a couple of months later, two, three months later. And we're going racing. We're going racing with Best team in USF 2000, Cape Motorsports, yep. hands down the best. Uh, and two of the best young up-and-coming carters out there. And uh, Evan's going to be making the transition through the Luke Soil School and in, into the series. Spike, of course, has been competing around the world for the last three years now. And he'll be transitioning um, uh, into the USF 2000 series after a successful run last year in the F4 series uh, here in the U.S. So uh, the genesis of this, you know, I mean, it's happened very quickly. And uh, it wouldn't have been possible without the guys at Cape Motorsports just diving in with us and believing in these two drivers and what we're trying to do here. And really, we want to make this extension of the Ignite program. You know, that's our goal year on year is to move young drivers out of the Ignite program and and start them on the road to Indy, literally yeah. on the road to Indy. And I and I said that in the uh, the media event on Tuesday. I said the goal is very straightforward. Yeah. And, and I don't have my bottle of milk sitting here. That's right. right. Now. But um, the goal is very straightforward. We want to see our two drivers drinking milk at Indy someday. And so we're going to do everything that we can at this level to set them on that path. And uh, and that's how we got here. But it's really thanks to the generosity of, of Scott Glenn and, and others in the St. Louis community. And that's our goal now is to rally the St. Louis community around
0: our two drivers uh, from the Ignite program and send them on their way to Indy. And, and again, Keith, I remember the first phone call when well, you told me uh, you started talking, Hey, this is what's in the works right now. What do you think? And I was, man, this is, for karting, it's an amazing thing. Of course, at that point, of course, I'm the I'm the, I'm the road to India announcer. I'm like, man, this is going to be really interesting. A couple of young drivers I know. So like you said, it's happened so quickly. Here we are, you know, just at the end of February and, and it's all you've had the announcement. You guys are getting ready to roll. The guys will be testing here pretty soon for Evan. We'll get to Evan's uh, Evan deal. We'll get to his in a second because it's very interesting. At- What's that?
2: I think I'm back. So.
0: You're back. You're back. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, listen, that's what happens when you're trackside sometimes. Trust me, you're not the first guy I've struggled with. Let's go to Spike first because uh, Evan and Spike, obviously, with very, very different experiences or more experience on the, coming out of carts, out of the Margate carts into, uh, into open wheel cars. Spike, you made the move, I think, through the Lucas Oil School of Racing first, uh, but then you did a bunch of racing. Before we get into the list of the stuff you've done, how did you get into the sport? Where where was the motorsport feel? How young were you when you started karting? Give me the origin story for Spike Kolbecker.
1: So this origin story is amazing. Uh, my grandpa actually got me into racing when I was four, uh, but he had a long history of racing. Uh, and him and uh, my grandma, they went and had their honeymoon at Elkhart Lake. <laughs> so I mean, they're 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 pretty into racing, I guess um uh, and the family vacations uh that my mom went on with her dad and my grandpa was to go to racetracks every year uh and, and that's where they spent their vacations so it was kind of in the in the family in the blood yeah. mom had it in
0: her uh so that's that's how i got into it all right that's awesome i love that they're my kind of people <laughs> going to elkhart lake for a honeymoon i like that right. so okay so do you, where did you get started in karting what was it in the margay area like was it with, with margay is that where you started so I've I've been with
1: uh, Margay for the eleven years that I was racing go karts. Wow! Um, so I was uh, I, I mean I was I was there for all of it and uh, it's it's great to see how much it's uh, grown and how it's fluctuated and changed and uh, like he said uh, the ignite uh, K3 uh, program that they have going on is amazing and what they've done uh, with that and then brought in you know the it, The ignite name into the uh, USF 2000 now is uh, is even better, and I think it's great for publicity as well.
0: For those of you in the motorsports world, this will be an inside joke you won't get. But Spike, you've been with these this this Margay family for so long. When you eventually have kids, you only have a certain amount of names you can use. I'm thinking like Panther, uh, Puma, potentially uh, Keith. Well, Lynx Cougar. it sounds more like a Top Gun name than a, than a kid's name, but those are chassis names from our gay folks. Uh, Spike, that's awesome. So, But then you go car racing. And I, I was actually there when you kind of first started racing uh, when you were with Exclusive Autosport. I watched race a couple times up at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. You ran the Canadian Series. I, You look at the body of work you have done, and I think this is one of the reasons why I want to sit down with you more. And we'll do a separate interview later on because – Everything you've done, you've been right there at the pointy end of the grid, right? A third in the championship with some wins up in Canada. Uh, then from there, from there you went uh, – did you go to England, straight from England, or did you go run in New Zealand first?
1: Uh, I went to New Zealand, and then I went to the UK.
0: Yeah. Went back to New Zealand again. For TRS, for the Toyota Racing Series. Yeah. What were your thoughts running down in New Zealand? Because you did a lot of Formula 1600 racing, and that, for me – that's my baby. I think F1600, you learned so much. Give me your thoughts when you were down in New Zealand.
1: You know, well, I spent two series in New Zealand uh, racing two separate times. Yeah. And the first time was amazing. Uh, not only is the racing amazing down there, but the scenery is awesome. I want to move there when I'm
0: older. people. So <laughs> uh
1: and when I got into the TRS championship and earned my most improved driver of the series or the, of the year award, uh, that was, that was awesome. Uh, considering I was competing against the best of the world, uh, with drivers, including Yuki Tsunoda, who's in F1 now. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And it was, it was, kind of, it was a big step up to go to, to TRS, right? It was, it was kind of a car that was, right. it was more like an Indy pro 2000 car it was a little higher up for you. So it kind of threw you into the deep end for a second. You, you know, you said it best, uh, when, I think F-1600 is the best
1: way to learn. Um, it, it teaches you how to roll through the turns, yeah. carry momentum. It's really like a, like a Ignite go-kart. Um, so that's, that's where I uh, learned the most, and then I transferred that into uh, F-3. And eventually, uh, I, was, I mean, I was making progress, making progress, but everyone else was making progress. And then that last weekend, I, I uh, made a step when everyone else didn't make a step and uh, really showed through.
0: Yeah, again, but it's all about getting the experience. Now, then you go from there, and you talked about the British uh, F-1600 program that you ran with, with, uh, with, with uh, Dempsey's team. How much of an experience for you, we've seen a lot of drivers go do that. Was that, do you feel that was a really big thing for you to go over there? Yeah, I felt it was amazing.
1: Uh, my parents weren't with me, which was awesome.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. i'm sure they love to hear that
1: yeah right I mean, he's probably watching it my dad's probably watching probably it now. yeah yeah nah,
0: whatever. But, but it's good for you to get out of your comfort zone right
1: yeah, yeah yeah i mean overseas away from home away from friends and family for a really long time uh months at a time i think i believe i spent six months over there over the course of the season so it was great uh the racing was great there as well and uh completed every single lap of the season uh, and finished uh vice champion uh in the championship
0: let's drop a couple of pictures of you while you talk here here's you up in canada running for yeah, exclusive on sport yep. you like that in the, in the in the in the spectrum here's a shot too let's as i transition over here tell me a little bit about your season running f4 last year couple of wins uh, a big season for you back here in american soil you can see you're surrounded by all your supporters, right? They weren't a- were able to be with you when you were in England, but man, when you came back to the U S to run F4, uh, they- you got surrounded by the-, the the family and the supporters.
1: Yeah. First, I'd like to say that that first photo you had up, I have it oh. over here on the wall. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yep. I got uh, small uh, photos that are printed on. It's pretty cool. Love it. Um, but in the U S the U S championship was awesome. Um, it's great to be racing on home soil. one because uh, sponsors, friends, family can come watch. And I think that's, you know, I talked about it in my press release for the ignite, uh, auto sport team that I love bringing unity. Uh, and that includes STL made and, uh, and this new program. So it, it, uh, it was amazing. Um, and, uh, I'm looking forward to this year again, racing here in the U S.
0: Yeah. You're back in the U S now you're into the road to Indy. Um, what are your thoughts, knowing that you're gonna be at these events, at the paddock with IndyCar? It'll be there'll be times when the IndyCar guys are still on the grid when you guys roll out onto pit lane. That's a pretty cool feeling with everybody standing on the on the fence watching on, on the pit lane. How excited are you to get to Barber to get the season underway? I'm I'm super
1: excited. I think it's great publicity. Uh, this year's field is gonna be stacked. I think yeah.
0: there's I think he said there was twenty-eight or thirty other drivers. Potentially. Yeah. 24, 25 to start, but yeah, there's still some, some guys hanging out there that could be 28. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's a lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: um, this year's field is going to be stacked. Uh, Like I said, great publicity
0: uh, and you want to be in the best championships. And I feel like this is going to be the best here in the U S. Now you made the transition from F4. Did, did a one test last year in December with Cape uh, Motorsports. You're going to start testing potentially next week uh, as you guys get things rolling here. Uh, how was the transition when you first drove the USF2000 car? What were your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think the the cars are a little bit better put together. Uh, they're very smooth, and well, it helps that uh, Barber is a really smooth track, and that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that. so uh, that's probably the best it's ever going to feel all year. Um, but I think the the minimum rolling speed was a little bit higher, uh, and uh, yeah, just just small things like
0: that. Oh, and all you felt pretty comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. All I was, right. I was still getting used to it, but you know, uh, the Cape likes to chuck a lot of new tires at it, <laughs> so I was yeah. getting used to that. I really like that part. Uh, okay. I
0: just gotta bring up my pace on the new tires a little bit. Good man. Good man. Well, Cape are the guys that push you all the time. That's one of the things we always said about Cape. They want you on the throttle from the minute you leave pit lane to the minute you come back. There's no coasting out there, right? Right. Exactly. I love it. All right. Let's go to Evan Stommer. Uh Evan, let me make – get. I think – are you on mute? Can, can we hear you? No, I think we're good. All right. Uh, Evan, I'll tell you, interesting. Yeah, you're obviously yeah, listening to – you've known Spike for a long time. It's a different – deal for you right you're coming out of carts, and you haven't done a lot of car racing you ran i think one of the champ car endurance races um uh, maybe a little yeah. bit of, you went you went to the Miata shootout for, for mazda this is a lot different from you you're coming out of carts and go right into lucas oil uh tell me what it's like in your transition going into lucas oil no just i mean these lucas oil cars are great um i think it's a
2: great learning uh step to be here at lucas oil racing uh wheel to wheel with these guys because it's yeah. it's no slouch at these uh winter series races either um but i think in the uh, usf 2000 first time driving it the biggest challenge was getting used to the arrow and the uh, tires on it um right. so i really have to find the edge still of the tires and arrow um but i think i'm making great progress and um once uh i keep uh lowering my time every time i go out so it's, uh, and the Cape guys are doing great job of teaching me how to handle the car and everything about it. So it's been great.
0: Well, well, you haven't been in a car before, It's you've raced carts for so long, everything's rote, right? Everything's so easy. You know, it. it's all muscle memory. When you get into a car, it's, it's so much different. So much different. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I now have to think about strategy. I, obviously in carts, you think about strategy too, but yeah. When do I want to push And um, these Lucas Oil cars and I, I have to get a great start here? It's, it's all different. Just little things like that uh, make the difference in, in racing cars.
0: Well, let me ask you the same question that I asked, Spike. Let's talk about your origin story. When did Evan Stomber first get into racing? What was it? Was it a family thing? How did you start your love of motorsports?
2: Well, I used to uh, race dirt bikes um, all the time. I started out racing dirt bikes when I was four years old okay um and then as i kind of grew up the dirt bikes got faster and we started getting hurt my brother and i <laughs> and, uh, so, i've never heard
0: this story before
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um after the my brother got hurt last in 2013 my mom was like that's enough we're, we're done so yeah. um one day we were at the st louis auto show uh and we found Margay Racing, where um, they had just released the Ignite uh, K3 program. Yep, an all-spec program. And we were like, "My mom, was, this is amazing. Uh, how do we get started?" Um, I talked on the phone with Keith Freeber and Keith Sharf, and they got us uh, in the door so i was uh one of eight drivers to race in the first year in 2014 at the gateway complex and uh, um, here we are now with one of the biggest uh cart fields in in the u.s
0: yeah it's it's a incredible success story both spike and you evan through the margay program let me throw it let me throw a couple of shots up here for you this is uh, the big win, it looks like, probably at Gateway sure. in, the, uh, in the Ignite program. Are you there with me, Evan, or did we lose you? I think we may have lost Evan there. Keith, can you add, add some of this one here? Is well, this I like, believe it?
3: that was at Homestead last year when oh. we were in Muscuza.
0: Oh, that's right. Hey, you're right. Good, good pick. The, I was there. Uh, I should have picked that up.
3: That's the ex-Gabby Chavez that's basically car, how right? I got started and uh,
0: okay. just – we're obviously having a bit of trouble getting with, with Evan with the with the deal, Evan. I, hopefully, you can hear this one because I want I want to ask you about this. If you don't come on, Keith is going to have to come in for you. Tell me about this card here. What, what's this about you going road racing?
2: Still rendering here. It's not. Oh, there yeah, we Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was at home. That was like... Did you lose me again?
0: No, I can still hear you. Keep going. There you go. No, we lost him, Keith. Yeah, so the, uh, you know, I'm
3: I'm a big road race guy. That's where that's my you're... cup of tea right there, and yep. and that's my, <laughs> as everybody likes to refer to it, that's my vintage uh, enduro cart that the RRR boys uh, take care of, Rick and Randy Folks and Reggie Folks and the, yep. the clan up there takes care of for me, and um, I I mean I'm I'm a fan when it comes to developing young drivers. I want to see both these guys drive everything they can, uh, whether it's a laydown enduro cart, a dirt cart, even I mean just if it's got wheels and you, somebody says, Hey, do you want to race this? You go race it. That's it. That's the way it should be. And so, uh, you know, Randy said, Hey, why don't we run Evan over here at mid Ohio this weekend? And this was uh, two years ago. Now this was uh, 2019 Yeah. and mid Ohio. I hate mid Ohio. You know <laughs> why? Because you have to be a really, really good driver to be fast at mid Ohio. And I really, I always struggled at mid Ohio because it's such a technical track. Yeah. Um, so props to all the guys that are super fast there. And so Evan shows up over there. He had driven that cart once before. Um, I believe it was at Gateway. And uh, had, you know, had been in it just a couple laps. And he showed up over there. And there was a, there was a ton of Yamaha pipe entries in the laydown class there. I mean, there was over 40 carts. And he wow. was on the pace, like, right away. And I, I was, to be honest, I was a bit surprised. And then in the race, um, I think you finished fourth, third, or fourth?
2: Uh, well, technically fourth.
0: Evan, and then- Evan give us – fourth? Fourth. Evan, and- give, us your, give us your input. on. I'll stand back. Give us your input on that, driving that cart.
2: Uh, it's uh, – well, I'll tell you from my first experience driving it. So I was at Gateway um, Friday, test day. Reggie folks um, showed up, and Rick and Randy's dad. And I was my first session out. He watches me. I think I'm. This is crazy. Like I can't see. Like what am I supposed to do here? You're laying and on I your come back. In, the first thing that comes. Up, yeah. So first thing that Reggie tells me when I come in is like, "What are you doing? You you got to get get lower." Like and I'm like, "What what do you mean? I'm low. <laughs> I can't see as it is." And he's like, "Look, you see that little triangle part of the steering wheel? Look through that." And I'm like, "Wow, you really?" Oh my god. So. So I did, and, um, no, that's one of the craziest things I've ever uh, experienced, that cart. It's just a totally different animal, and the way you drive is uh, quite unique. So
0: That's, but amazing. It's that's amazing. 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 Obviously taking you out of your uh, comfort zone for sure. Uh, hey, we got a question here. Someone said, here's a, here's a question. I'm not sure this would happen or not, but, Keith, you can come up with this. It'll go on top of you guys, but it's Mark Hudsmith says, any testing going to be happening at gate on the Gateway Road course? Would like to come out and watch.
3: Yeah, I, I would love it if that was the case. But uh, the Cape Boys have have got a pretty well defined program. Yeah, um, they know exactly where they want to be. They they know exactly what they expect of their drivers at each individual track they test at, and they haven't had any prior experience testing here at Gateway or Worldwide Technology Raceway. So the schedule for testing this year is, is built around all the tracks that they know. And um, so we're off to uh, Putnam Park um, in two weeks, two weeks from mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, both Spike and Evan will be testing at Putnam for two days. And then um, we go to New Jersey Motorsports Park after that. Cool. And then another test at Barber before the Barber event.
0: And yeah. Spring training. Really,
3: yeah. It's really all about getting these guys comfortable at as many of the tracks they're going to race at. Indeed. Um, you know, you're limited on test days yep. and you're also limited with dollars. And so as much as I would love to see these guys out there at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway on the road course, um, which is actually a very fun track that keeps you it keeps you really busy and it's a great workout but um unfortunately it just doesn't fit real well with the program
0: indeed yeah you gotta have a, you gotta get the experience if you can right on the track so yeah. here, here's a question we'll, we'll put pitch to spike it's from tara shevchenko and she says uh, does the nature of the relationship with your competitors change much from series to series because you've been in england you've been here in the u.s you've been in new Zealand." What's it like? We know that Roman Grosjean just tested with uh, his IndyCar team at Barber, and he couldn't believe the fact that he was talking to everybody between sessions because that doesn't happen in Formula One. Spike, is it different for you? Is it different in in the paddocks what your relationship is like with the other competitors? No, I think it just uh, matters who the person is. Okay. Um,
1: I mean, you can like a person or you don't like a person, so – uh and that determines if you give him space on track or space <laughs> on track
0: so all right i understand that i can understand that hey evan let's go to you again uh let me get the whole question i know we have a bit of a lag Then i'll let you go um obviously much different for you for you than spike right you are coming out of karting uh part of this program and keith you and i've talked about this it's, it's the drivers coming into ignite from there there's going to be a relationship with Lucas Oil school of racing to go get your license there get some lapping days you're actually doing the winter series as well um, how do you think, how, how prepared do you feel you're going to be before you head to the first race at Barber Motorsports Park?
2: Oh, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have me as this driver if uh, they didn't think I was going to be prepared. Um, they obviously picked Cape because they're top-notch team, so um, Cape's not going to let me, uh, obviously, go, go into these races not being prepared. So they're doing a great job of uh, getting me up to speed and everything I need to know, everything I need to uh, tell them, Information wise about the car, and I think I'll with doing these uh, uh, getting the race experience at Lucas Oil along with the test days with the USF car, that I'll be uh, pretty well prepared. And um, as m- more of the season and the USF series goes on, then I'll I'm gonna gain more experience, and yeah, obviously. Move myself up in the field for sure.
0: And listen, we've seen that year after year, right? Drivers will always keep getting better and better. I always kind of look at Road America in the middle of the season as being kind of that point where a lot of the rookies really start to get a good feel for the car. Uh, Spike, let's come back to you. I, you look at the schedule of where we're going for 2021 in USF 2000. Is there one particular race or a track that you can't wait to get to? St. Petersburg. <laughs> right. Yeah, straight up. Okay, tell me.
1: So, I used to run the 5K there uh, during spring break. Okay. So, I would always go on the track for spring break. Yep. Do the 5K at night. I mean, probably, I went there for spring break uh, since I was like seven until I was like 15. So, okay. I've, I've done the 5K a few times. So, it's <laughs> going to be, uh, a, uh, I've actually won the 5K. So, I think I, I should convert that win in the 5K to the actual race. That's a good storyline.
0: I think right. they guys have picked that up. I like right. that. Hey, Evan, what about you? Is there a track that you're looking forward to getting to?
2: Yeah, uh, obviously Barber, just because I've gotten the most time there. But <laughs> I can't, can't help but be excited. <laughs> yeah. no. uh, I can't help but be excited for Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that race. And uh, obviously St. Petersburg, too. Those are two. Nice. I mean, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's, I mean, who doesn't like that place? So It's, high, it's, obviously St. it's the greatest place in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. and obviously St. Petersburg as well, because it's such a great environment there with um, fans and being, being on the street circuit. So obviously looking forward to that as well.
0: Let me drop this question to both Spike and Evan. We'll start with you, Spike. Uh, one of the things you haven't done, even though you've got a lot of experience on what three different continents now and uh, all the racing you've done. I don't know that you've raced an oval before. What do you think about Lucas Oil Raceway and the Freedom 75?
1: You know, Keith always tried to get me racing oval when I was younger, so uh, I think you should have listened. I know, right? I should have listened. Uh, I actually did some iRacing racing laps with Evan at, at Gateway on the sim uh, in the IndyCars cars uh, about three months ago. So I'm I'm looking forward to driving an oval for the first time. Uh, it's all about consistency and uh, feeling out the tires and everything. So. Uh, It's going to be a cool experience.
0: Evan, what about you? You're going oval racing. I know you've done a little bit of the, uh, of the I racing as well, the SIM stuff. What are your thoughts on getting to Lucas Oil Raceway? Uh, Just like
2: Spike said, uh, uh, Mr. Freeber over here wanted me to do some dirt oval racing as well. Um, So uh, no, it's going to be a very unique race. I'm um, watching, I've been watching uh, the road to NBC live streams. I watched the race from last year and I think that helps a lot. Um, So, just having, it's going to be really cool, cool environment as well. The day I think, I, yeah, I believe it's the day before the Indianapolis 500 or the, the week fri- before the,
0: fr- the Friday before. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'll tell you, there'll be a, there'll be a bunch of IndyCar guys. that will be out watching that race. Alexander Rossi usually comes out. A number of guys come out to watch, so it'll be a lot of fun. Now yeah. here's one, here's one unique thing about, about what's happening here. Not many drivers. Of course, all the drivers come into the road. To they have their, you know, their friends and family. They don't have a built-in fan base yeah. like you have when you're an Ignite driver. Because, Keith, you talked about it. You guys have, have produced and sold over 1,000 Ignite carts. Anytime I end up going to an Ignite racer, there's probably 200 Ignite racers there. All These two drivers are going to have every Ignite driver in the sport of American karting rooting for them every weekend. That is super cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about that. We're already planning a big trip to go over to Indy in the middle of May. For the uh the road course event over there yeah and uh we're going to take a, a boatload of people from here in st louis and from the region over to the speedway uh to cheer these two guys on and i know there's going to be a big following online and on social media uh there, the community of ignite racers out there whether you're at gateway Cartplex here in st louis or um you know oakland valley raceway in cutting back new york or uh Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, you know, (laughs) any of the tracks throughout the Midwest that are running this program, there's so many good people, uh, so many people that we really enjoy going racing with and, and a lot of fast people too. And, and really that's the long-term goal of this program is to keep graduating people from the Ignite program. You know, once these, these two guys are going to keep on trucking, you know, they're not going to run USF 2000 forever. They've got, they've got their eyes on a bigger prize and so do we for them. And so we're going to Try to keep filling that pipeline with ignite Carters year after year. That's the goal. That's the plan. Is to make this uh, a real legacy program that's around for a long time. And and you know how difficult that can be. And yeah, we're not underestimating that challenge. We know that they have a tough road to Indy, <clears throat> and we also know that we have a tough road to keep this program rolling too. So.
0: Let's wrap this up with the final two drivers uh, Spike and Evan. Let's talk to you guys. Uh, Spike, we'll start with you. Expectations for 2021. What when you look at what you want to accomplish this year, what ends up being a good season for Spike Kolbecker? Uh winning the championship. That's it. Uh,
1: yeah, that's that's the best way to say it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Evan, what about you? You're obviously in a little bit different position. Well, you know, it's you're you're going to gain experience, right? What 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 does a, g- a really good season look like for you? You know, when I
2: can uh, keep getting consistent points finishes for the team and eventually hopefully get some podiums late this year, that would be a tremendous season for me. Then I go into next season uh, to win the championship. So I I just look forward to learning as much as I can from uh, my teammates like Spike, Michael, and uh, Thomas, and they've been a super help so far. So I just look forward to uh, more of it.
0: Yeah, good Good point there for Evan, uh, Bring up the fact that, of course, this is a, a four-driver Cape Motorsports team, the two drivers with the Ignite Autosport branding, of course, uh, Spike and Evan, but it's Thomas Nepfu from Canada and Michael D'Orlando as well with Cape Motorsports, again, multi-time series champions, uh, kind of a juggernaut of USF 2000 races, so they couldn't be in better hands in terms of being taught by Nicholas and Dominic Cape and the crew that they have as well. Keith, I'll wrap things up with you, And because obviously Spike and Evan young guys, they've been with Margay for a long time. You're a third-generation owner of Margay Racing. What is it going to mean to you when you get to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and a couple of cars roll onto that racetrack with Margay branding on the side of it?
3: I mean, I, I admittedly I got a bit choked up yesterday uh, when we did the media uh, launch with the with the boys and, and the two cars. When they pulled the covers off of those cars um, for the first time, and I, and I just saw the look on their face, and you know, and I see the branding on the cars and everything. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, um, it's really cool to me. I mean, it's just, I, I can't, um, overstate how much it means to me because anybody that's in karting knows that you don't do it for the money, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing this for the love of the sport. And, and I've, I'm a lifer. I'm in this to the end. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> yeah. You can relate. Yeah. And, and so to get to work with so many great young drivers, um, And and when they leave karting, when they move up to cars, traditionally, that's sort of been the end of it for us. You know, it's like we send them off and, hey, good luck. Yeah. Try not to forget about me when you have your own plane. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and, and not that I'm bitter about any of that. Um, but, uh, you know, with with Spike and Evan, um, they have been an integral part of Margay's story over the last uh, 11 plus years in Spike's case and last seven years in Evan's case. I mean, these guys are part of our company. They're part of our family. Their families are part of our family. Yeah. And so to get to be just um, – I mean, I don't have anything to do with making them go fast. That's all Dominic and Nicholas. But if if we could help put the deal together and keep the thing pointed the right direction uh, and see them achieve the results that they're both capable of, I I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more.
0: Yeah, and they're looking looking to follow in the footsteps of of Margate champions like Scott Pruitt, Joseph Newgarden, Connor Daly, all these guys that started and and raced Margate products. Yeah, it's a good thing. I got
2: goosebumps right now thinking about that.
0: <laughs> what's What's that, Evan?
2: I got goosebumps thinking about all that, just the good <laughs> announcement. And... I love it. Yeah, uh, no so pressure.
0: <laughs> one, final, one final question. We'll wrap things up and keep it staying at you. Not everybody knows this about you, but you used to race F2000 yourself. Will, there be, a, will there be a chance for you to slide into a seat for a test session in one of these cars? Absolutely not. No <laughs> All
3: right. Uh, I don't want to embarrass these guys. Uh, if you but,
0: listen, yeah. that's just being nice. I appreciate no, it. no.
3: Um, I, I did. I ran F two thousand. Hey, I'm no different than these guys. Yeah, well, I am a little, there. I'm not as good All as right. either of these two. Um, I, I was an aspiring young race car driver at one time as well, you know. And I went from uh, sports two thousands to F two thousand. Ran back in the USAC F two thousand days yep. in uh, nineteen ninety and ninety one, and. Um, Loved it. Absolutely loved it and uh, realized that I just, I, I mean, I did realize that I just didn't have all of the tools that I needed to win at the highest level. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I can always go back and race for fun. And, and I, I knew I would enjoy working with young drivers and, and so got heavily involved, of course, in running Margay. And, and um, but yeah, I did run some uh, two liter stuff back in the day. I still call them two liter cars. Right. Yeah. Everybody looks at me real funny. Um, but uh, fun fact, and, and, and I'll wrap it up, but uh, Nicholas Cape and I actually raced against each other in Formula Continental in 1990 down at West Palm. There it is. The uh, SCCA winter races. So um, I'm pretty sure he beat me.
0: Was it, was it Moroso Raceway Park or something back then? It was, yeah. Yeah, it Moroso, was Moroso, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, listen, guys. Thank you so much, Keith. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a really cool deal for Margay for Ignite Auto Autosport to have a couple of young drivers that, when you when you hear the backstory, how long that they've been with you guys. Yeah. You, like you said, this is a family deal. This is this is two drivers who have came up through the entire Margay program, getting a chance to kind of fulfill their dreams to a certain extent, and really push forward with Ignite Auto Sport and of course, hooking up with Nicholas and Dominic Cape, a, a, a brilliant brushstroke as well. Spike, Evan, thank you so much for joining us, bud. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Rob. Keith, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. We'll drop these guys in the back here, folks. I'll tell you, this is a, a super cool program. Again, for me, with my 25 years plus in karting and then the 10 plus years I've been with the Road to Indy, to see everything kind of come together, this is a great program for carters. It's going to have a lot of people following the Road to Indy because, like we said, the the whole Margay Ignite is a is a family program. There's going to be a lot of racers that will be rooting for both Evan and Spike when we go racing Uh, at barber in the middle of april just another one of the fantastic programs of course cape motorsports with four drivers as i said and as the guys uh, uh, mentioned anywhere between 24 26 maybe even 28 drivers if things come together at the end in the usf 2000 program this year it is going to be strong growth all the way across the program but two young american drivers to definitely watch here in the Road Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Big thank you to everyone from Ignite Autosport for joining me here on this edition of the Road DD Insider Live. My name's Rob Haddon. Book it.